south, in the south coast or southeast coast of Dover, which is the White Cliffs of Dover. So that White Cliffs, White Cliffs, those chalky cliffs, are exactly the same soil um, as you get in Champagne. And if you carry that little strip of soil across southern England, it will hit places like, well, it goes through Kent, it will go through Sussex, parts of Hampshire, parts of Wiltshire, a lot of Dorset, um, and even goes down into, into Cornwall uh, and Devon. So we have a lot of land that has very similar um, soil to Champagne, and we actually do have a very similar climate to Champagne. Um, so that's why Champagne is, is really where we're going to, I believe, that's, that's going to be the, should be the success, success story for um, so yep. on to the food and wine this evening. And those eagle-eyed of you may have noticed that we have changed one of the dishes this evening. Um, and that is because um, every year we have, um, we have a local farmer um, who grows some delicious local asparagus um, from Canudon. Um, and because we, don't, we, we never know when this asparagus is going to come in, and when we do get it in, it's only really with us for about three weeks, um, it's difficult to actually say we can put it on one of these menus. But we are, we're, we're just coming to the end of the three-week period now that we've got our asparagus in. So we really want to give you some, some lovely, so we're talking about English food and wine. We want to give you some proper local produce for you to try. So we've got local asparagus from Canudon um, with poached egg, fondue sauce, and a bit of crispy pancetta over the top. Um, and then the main course, we've got the shoulder of lamb, um, which is slowly, 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 re oh, sorry, shoulder of pork. Let's get it right, sorry. <laughs> shoulder of pork um, with a pearl barley, um, pearl barley stuffing, um, and we did serve with a, a, a lovely red wine reductive gravy with that as well. And then finish you off with elderflower and strawberry. Um, and the wine's going to serve. So starting off, we are going to oh. travel down. Travel down is our they have been doing it for uh, since the, the longest commercial producer yeah, um, exactly. Later. that we have at the moment. Uh, and the great thing about Chapel Down is that they they have a bit more consistency because they have contracts with growers all over the country. So although, although Chapel Down is based in Kent, and although the wines are made in Kent, uh, the grapes will be sourced from Essex, from Sussex, from Hampshire, um, from lots of places along the south coast of England. Um, and those of you who know some of the vineyards in Essex, Newhall Vineyards, is certainly one of the people who will send Chapel Down grapes every year. And there's another little um, uh, vineyard that's cropped up on the Burnham Road there called Clay Hill Vineyard, which is another one that also will be sending Chapel Down grapes every year. So they do have a, you know, a, a, a good selection of uh, grapes to get their hands mm, on Chapel Down. Got to a vineyard, yeah. Yeah. So we're starting off with the Bacchus, which is our, is our no, best for the grape variety. Normally, it kind of gives you a hint of something block. Has that kind of peachy, elderflowery flower fruitiness to it. Um, then we're going to West Sussex and to um, not far from Arundel, the, the banks of the River Arran, um, to Stockham Estate. Um, and this is a fairly new uh, producer. They've only been producing wine, well, the first vineyards were planted there in around about 2006, so they're still very new on the, on the scene. Um, and they were set up by a chap who was. Um, a designer for McLaren One. That was his job. Um, he decided that that wasn't what his long-term passion was all about, 
So he enrolled himself on a winemaking course in Plumpton, which is in West Sussex, um, where he met um, his winemaker friend who then came to, to Stockholm to set up the vineyards with him. Um, the, the guy who became his head winemaker um, also went up and got um, experience in places like USA, Australia, uh, Germany, um, and New Zealand. Um, so he's come back with a very new worldly kind of approach. And the wines are, do feel like that as well. They're much fresher and cleaner and bolder than we were used to in the UK. Um, but this is a great version of Pinot Gris. So Pinot Gris, towards the Alsace style, but not quite as heavy as that. Um, certainly not towards the Pinot Gris. Um, and then on to the main course, we're serving you a rosé and a red wine with this. Um, now, I'm one of those people who normally say, don't touch English red wine. Um, with a barge pole, because usually it's it's not very good. We use grape varieties like Dornfelder, um, which can be overly earthy and slightly foxy when you actually taste it. It doesn't really give particularly good flavours to the wine. Um, but once again, because red wine, red grapes require a little bit more ripening, we just don't have the climate to get there. Um, however, uh, I went to visit these guys because we had their sparkling wine on our list. Um, and just learns a little bit more about them. They're, they're actually not far from, from Chapel Down, they're in a place called Apple Door, just down the road from Tentenham. Um, and they were set up specifically to try and make the best sparkling wine that England could produce. Um, that was you know, a fairly fine, modest um, aim for them, but that's what they were going for. Um, however, they did slightly differently in that the clones of Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Pinot Mernier they were planting weren't champagne clones. They were burgundy clones. Uh, Burgundian clones take a little more time to, to settle. Uh, they give you a lot less yields. Um, they're tougher, tougher grapes to grow, but when they do grow well, they give you the potential to make amazing still wines as well as um, sparkling wine. Um, and that's what they've done with this wine. This wine only gets produced in years that they can definitely do it. Um, and production is very, very tiny. And I was saying about 2012 not being a great vintage. Um, there, were, there was only 3,000 bottles of this Pinot Noir produced, which is a tiny amount for a winery to, to put a lot of effort into. So um, it's, a it's a wine that um, Justice Robinson put into a blind tasting for one of her, um, for one of her Purple Pages tastings. Um, and not one of the tastings came along picked it up as English. Um, so we'll uh, we'll end we'll tasting. tasting. Um, and then obviously the back is like the from Chapel Down. Once again, this has got this has got a bit of Dornfeld room, but not too much. There's a lot more back and there's some Pinot Noir in there as well. It's a really summery, fresh glass of wine. And then finally for the pudding, the trifle, um, sweet wine is difficult to come across um, in the UK. There are some places doing. Uh, some botrytized stuff, Denver is certainly do some sweet wine. Mm. Um, so we thought we'd give you a lovely sweet fizz, and that's united. So we're talking uh, champagne method, sparkling wine with a bit of sugar in. Um, it's Nyatin that were the first big kind of success story of the English wine trade. Um, they were set up by an American couple, Stuart and Sandy Moss, back in the 90s, um, well, late 80s, early 90s. And their first vintage, which incidentally, we, we were the first restaurant outside of London to list down here, um, which was a 92 vintage, um, was selected for the Queen's Golden Jubilee dinner. 
Um, and that was selected by a blind tasting, so nobody knew it was English when they selected it, um, which was great. And when they first set up, they never, they, they didn't have any any agents to deliver their wine. The only way you could get your their wine is to go and pick it up. So me and Steve used to take it in turns and drove down to Colborough to, to go and pick the wine up. Um, and Stuart Stanley Moss had a background in, um, uh, in working with X-ray machines. And they actually took some of that technology to what they were doing um, at, at Nyerton. Um, they also used a lot of connections that they had in Champagne. So they were getting constant weather reports from Champagne. Um, and looking at the fact that during harvest time, we have a very similar weather pattern to Champagne, but about two days later. So they were able to get constant information about what was happening and use that to their advantage to try and pick the grapes down most often. Um, an amazing success story to the point where Nightingale wines are now sought after throughout the world, not just in the UK. Um, so they're being shipped to places like even Italy and France uh, taking our English sparkling wine from Nightingale. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy the wines, um, and I hope you enjoy the food this evening. Uh, both myself and Paul will be wandering around, so if you have any questions, give us a shout. Thank you very much. Yeah, oh yeah, it's quite nice. Full on red heavy, isn't it? I can't remember what, what colour it is. It's almost tastes like the one that I got for Christmas. Mm. Where from? The one you found that wasn't quite the same as it. Mm. That tastes of. Um, well, yeah, um, I remember the one you made, yeah. Um, what was it? I won't remember it. No, I won't. Don't text the metro in the morning, please.